Hello everybody, Ben Rogers here, the Raptors Digest, reacting to a lot of Raptors news record. There's been a lot of stuff sort of go down. We alluded to some of it on the podcast last night, but there's been even more developments. Thankfully, we didn't bust out a podcast last night to drop today because more stuff has come out today. If you want to start sort of roll it out, roll it all out for us, Riker. Ben, our fantastic writer and Ride the Raptor sort of host over on our IG side, gave us, he broke down the exciting news that was very much in rumor form this morning and it was a bit of a what was it a tweet from i'm trying to pull it up as we speak from shamwow 12 so we're really into the weeds here on this one saying that a close friend of his a real estate agent said that kyle lowry's house in toronto was up for sale now this wasn't confirmed so we did a little bit of research into it all of a sudden news is blowing up everywhere on reddit it is confirmed his house is up on the market as we know from the saga that was following Kawhi Leonard and free agency and possibly returning to the Raptors, real estate was a big part of that conversation. So that's leading a lot of fans to believe either he's already on his way out or this is a very coincidental time to be shopping for a new home, Ben. So we're trying to feel out what our emotions are towards that. And then plus this is on top of the plethora or the wave of just regular media people saying the heat are extremely interested in Kyle Lowry and making a trade for him, Ben. So that's what we're breaking down. We'll pitch out a couple of blockbuster trades and really get into what the meat of this rumor is. Yeah, and we brought it up last night because obviously this does not ensure Kyle Lowry's on the trading block or he's definitely leaving or a trade is imminent. This is sort of a situation where a lot of things have sort of accumulated. There's been reports saying that there's people within the Raptors organization that are look are on team trade Lowry, which you and I haven't been so far. Maybe we've been a little bit moved after the news that's sort of gone down, but that was the initial report. And then it also was built up upon with the Miami Heat have been interested in trading for Lowry for the past two, three years now. So that that all com- culminated in the rap- Lowry news going into the game. And then he only played about four or five minutes in that one and then subbed out with back spasm. So people were maybe saying he was resting and a trade was coming. You and I both sort of thought he was legitimately injured, which I think we both still think is the case. But then with this sort of news dropping today with his house being up for sale, all of this is coming at once. And this tidal wave of information has led a lot to people to be more skeptical on Lowry's future with this team, whether it be it via trade right now or coming in the offseason via free agency because his contract expires after the end of this year. So if he's leaving Riker, the Raptors should probably make a move, not let him walk for nothing. And there's been other talks, other reports saying the Raptors are interested in Andre Drummond, so we'll talk about him after. But the first one, we'll talk about the first bit well, of news. Okay, before we break down the trade, Ben, can I say mm-hmm. at least... All right, so what could also make sense, you're right, not that he's necessarily going to get traded, but that he won't resign because if he's already down in Tampa, maybe there's no point in holding the realty there and his real estate agent is just saying might be a good time to sell. The other thing is, as much as fans have been calling for a Lowry trade, I hope he's at least involved with the decision-making process as this would indicate because I I don't want to see the Raptors go, whether he's traded or not, we'll discuss now what some possibilities are, but I don't want to see him get blindsided like DeMar. You know, that DeMar trade, it ultimately resulted in the sole championship for this Raptors team, but I think the way that it it ultimately played out wasn't a net positive for the Raptors Mm -hmm. franchise and how they treated their key players. So I really want Lowry, hopefully, to get a lot more respect and 
that's what we're going to discuss now. Maybe get traded to a contending team. So Ben, break down the uh, the trade proposals for us. Yeah, and just to build off that, certainly the Raptors, I feel like Lowry has to be a part of this decision-making process after everything that's gone on, trading DeMar, trading JV, trading that sort of family culture. But, you know, none of this ensures Lowry's going to be moved. So that we just want to sort of put that, preface this, but... The first trade, we'll throw it out there, is uh, not that one, this one. And the Heat have been rumored about trading for Kyle Lowry. It said they've been interested for three years. So our first deal we put together involves the Miami Heat and sends Kyle Lowry and TD straight to Miami. And we get back Andre Guadalla, Kelly Olynyk, and uh, Duncan Robinson. So Duncan Robinson being the main piece of that trade, the main cog. A uh, tremendous three-point shooter, underperforming a little bit this season for the Miami Heat, but Andre Iguodala is still a steady veteran. He's been to the finals pretty well every year for the past six years. So, And then obviously Kelly Olenek, who could play some of those big man minutes, stretch the floor. I'm not super sold on this one, because I'm not sold on Kelly Olenek being a starting center in today's NBA, especially when you get down to playoff time. I think Duncan Robinson's solid, but again, that's sort of another player you have to take minutes away from Norm and take minutes away from OG. I'm not sold that he's better than either of those two guys. And Andre Iguodala, maybe five years ago, I'd be excited for him coming in, but right now, I don't think he adds much to this roster. And you're giving up Kyle Lowry. If we got some picks maybe in return for this, Maybe that would sweeten it a little bit. And obviously we're losing Terrence Davis in this one too. No one really knows what's happening with his off-the-court stuff, but he still shows a lot of promise on the basketball court. Riker, I'm not very sold on this one. I don't want to say I'm sold or not on this one. And again, I, I don't know how high the stock is on Duncan Robinson, but what this does do, this trade, is settle some of the glaring losses that you would have in trading away Kyle Lowry. In leadership, you get that in return from Andre Iguodala, who's been to the finals a ton of times with various teams and just has that veteran leadership. So you're not losing the grit. You're not losing that locker room focus. But you're saying that now Fred Van Vliet and Siakam have to become closers because Kyle Lowry's not there anymore. The emphasis is solely on them. So how much you trust their ability to do that come playoff time, that's up to interpretation. I'm sure people will debate it down in the comment section. Now is also a good time to mention, if you are tuning into this episode right now, that means you're interested in Kyle Lowry possibly getting moved. You must be interested in this channel as well. So hit a like, whether or not you agree that he should be moved or not. I know this will be a, a hot issue of debate. But then back to the trade is K Kelly Olenek, you know, you're not going to start him, but he could be considered a, an improvement to Aaron Baines. What I would be doing on this trade is going all in on small ball. I'd put Duncan Robinson as the permanent two, Powell as the permanent three, OG as the permanent four, Siakam as the permanent five. I'm playing shooting. I'm playing small ball. I'm playing fast. That's what would happen if you commit to this trade. I don't think it's realistic. I don't think I would want it, but that would be the move, Ben. Right here, if you're committing to that, I'd rather have the small ball lineup of Lowry, Fred, uh, Norman Powell at the three, OG, and Siakam at the five. That's the sort of lineup I'd rather see than Duncan Robinson being in there for Lowry. So if we're going small ball, I'd rather just now, keep Lowry. Just... Are you discounting how good of a three-point shooter Duncan Robinson is? I don't. He's a better three-point shooter, but he's certainly not a better player than Kyle Lowry. No, think, but you can imagine how much pressure he's going to take off Pascal Siakam and Fred Van Vliet just with his presence on the court and having off-ball defenders have to chase him around the three-point line. Yeah, but 
still like that's one asset where he's a skill but I think the pressure is more so taken off with a guy that can still knock down the three but is a threat to drive a threat to dribble a threat to break people down and be a playmaker I think Lowry sort of fits that mold a lot better and he's a better defender than Duncan Robinson so that's that's where I'd rather go with that but Riker we have uh, some more more interesting trades to sort of dive into and one of them involves uh, protecting the paint puts it up blocked This was the play earlier. Whoa! Saddle win. Protect the paint, protect your jewels. Riker, do you want to tell them about our Manscaped partnership? Yeah, this this trade is brought to you by Manscaped, and it's all about big men, Ben. It's all about protecting the paint and making sure that, you know, the jewels, the below the waist, is groomed and perfect ontario i'm assuming most of our fan base we're all coming out of lockdown and just in time manscape refined they're coming out with a scent to make you smell good get back into the get back into the game smelling like a man smelling fresh smelling good so check that out for sure they've been a fantastic partner of ours people really vibe well with what they're all about and how they mesh with what our branding is so if you're interested in you know either getting the trim of your life or smelling like you know, the freshest fella out there in the bars when they reopen safely, then definitely check out our product code at Manscaped. Get 20% off. It's wraps. It's down in the comment section. All that good stuff, Ben. But this one, the name of the segment, protect the paint because the emphasis is on big men. And this one, it's a blockbuster if we've ever seen one before. We're getting back the likes of Drummond and Duncan Robinson, I believe. Tell, tell us what this trade is all about. Yeah, you said it, Riker. Drummond, get get the head moving. This one's a bit bigger. But Drummond and Duncan Robinson. So we get your guy, Duncan, to the Raptors. And then we send Kyle Lowry and DeAndre Bembry to the Miami Heat. And then the Cleveland Cavaliers, they uh, they receive Andre Godala, Kelly Olenek, and Terrence Davis. So they're getting that young asset. I think probably a pick from likely the Miami Heat would have to go to Cleveland for them to really be down on this deal. But we're sort of breaking this down from the Raptors' perspective. I took this off Raptors' community on Instagram, so shout out shout out them. I'm not sure if they stole it from everyone. But this is a really interesting trade, Riker, because Drummond's a guy that we said in the head of this video the Raptors are interested in. They've expressed interest in Drummond, and if those rumors heat up a little bit, then maybe we make our own video on Drummond himself. But he fits the sort of hole that we need in the front court because he's a solid finisher around the rim. He's not going to miss those bunnies like we've seen Aaron Baines miss in recent games. He's athletic. He can protect the paint as the segment entails. And the thing about his game, which I think separates himself from the player he used to be, is He's a much better passer than he was in the past. So he's a guy that can sort of, obviously not to the level of a Marcus or nearly the level of Jokic, but he's a guy that's gotten really good at throwing those outlet passes. And maybe that's a product of playing with Kevin Love, at least in practices, not much on the actual basketball court, but he's throwing these outlet passes to guys running down the lanes. If you watch Cavaliers highlights, he's at the top in the mid post. He's making those plays that you definitely miss as a Raptors fan since Marcus Gasol has been gone. It was the one thing he really helped out with in the offense last season. So Drummond's been making more of those types of plays. Obviously, he struggles with this jump shot, but he finishes around the rim. He's much improved. He looks more mobile this season. I think he'd be a nice cog to fit into the Raptor system right now, Riker. Yeah, everybody's demanding a big. They're in the comment section of every video. They're saying Lowry for a big. They don't even care who at this point. And now you mention his 
facilitating his playmaking it's not really appearing necessarily on the stat sheet yeah. in the last couple of seasons definitely but i know he's had a couple of like three assists per game seasons i think the difference is on a faster more guard centric team like the cavaliers from the past iterations of the pistons teams that he played on he has the ability to you know really make those outlets to finishers and so you put him on a team like the raptors where hopefully you take the i mean i don't know how much siakam is really committing to rebounding anyways but you you take whatever he does consider that rebounding burden off of him just have him get back to the good old running the lane days running the fast break i mean what a duo that would be mm-hmm. we know everybody loves to get out there and hit the fast break raptors have been doing it pretty well this season um and 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 you make a great point that's that is the hole right now i mean the raptors they were they managed to overcome that memphis grizzlies game but they still got let uh uh, Jonas Valanciunas get 20 re- rebounds. Baines couldn't stop him on the inside. Boucher couldn't stop him on the inside. This is the 22nd best offensive rated team in the NBA. They're not great. Like this is not an amazing team. So you put yourself up against better opponents and what could Baines or Boucher really do? I think Andre Drummond could be that key. Yeah. And in this one, you get secure Duncan Robinson. It'd be tough to give up Bembry and TD, especially TD's a young asset. But again, the off the court stuff is the question with TD and Bembry. You sort of have Stanley and you have Utah that sort of do similar things, so it's not a massive hole he'd be leaving, and then that opens up minutes. And the thing, the one question I have with a Kyle Lowry trade is then your really only solidified point guard is Fred VanVleet on the roster, so that forces Malachi Flynn to sort of be a player that will probably become essential for this team, especially if Fred VanVleet got injured, so I don't know how much trust everyone has in him. Had the encouraging preseason, has shown flashes this year of of promise, but no one really knows what sort of his current state entails. I think everyone's pretty high on his future, but no one really knows if a rookie-level player can come in and be a an player that's on a team that's making a run in the playoffs. So that's an interesting nugget there, but I do like adding Duncan Robinson for three-point shooting off the bench particularly. It more so evens out the lineup, and Andre Drummond, as you mentioned, being able to guard those massive big men obviously he struggled with Joel Embiid in the past but he has done better in recent seasons they obviously had that beef in Embiid's rookie season I believe it was but he's a he's a guy that can sort of go head-to-head with the Giannis's the Embiid's in the paint and uses mass he's a big guy down there so I don't know I think it'd be a positive pickup for the Raptors right this is my favorite trade so far yeah, absolutely. What would butter this one up even more for me is if you could maybe even move Baines for just like a low tier backup guard, just yeah. so you you don't have to rely on Malachi Flynn. But we're really getting like reading way too much into it if we're going into like multi-level trades. So then let's hit the last one for this podcast. Yeah, for sure. So we sort of focused on the Miami Heat getting Lowry to Miami because that was the team rumored to be interested in him for the, all those years. But there's another team that's been talked about with Lowry nonstop whenever he's up for availability, and it's his hometown of Philadelphia. So we cooked up a little trade to the Philadelphia 76ers in this one, and this would send Kyle Lowry, three-time champion Patrick McCaw, and Terrence Davis to the Philadelphia 76ers in return for Tobias Harris, who's having an amazing season this year, uh, Matisse Thybul, who is having the opposite of an amazing season this year, and uh, Tyrese Maxey, who's sort of been in between he's a rookie that's showed a lot of promise has been up and down but this one is pretty interesting because it doesn't get us our big man that raptors people around raptors nation have been looking for have been seeking the same way that drummond does but 
Matisse, I think, could be... He's a sort of prototypical Raptors player. That's not necessarily the greatest dribbler, ball handler, creator, but can shoot threes, can play defense, and then you just learn the rest through the 905, through the Raptors coaching development staff. So I think he's a guy that I really like to see in a Raptors system. Tobias Harris, he's had an up and down career. He's been all over the place, but this year has certainly been an up. So maybe the Sixers will be looking to trade high on him because he does have that insane contract. And uh, who's their new GM there? Uh, Daryl Morey. I, I could see him looking to trade that contract as soon as possible. And he's obviously spoken highly of Lowry for many years and podcasts that he's done. So, And then Maxi's a young player. This is, I think the most value we get in return, especially where Andre Drummond is a free agent in the other deal. I don't know what your thoughts on this are, Riker. I threw it together to get a trade that worked, but I agree it's the most value because it's probably too much value in return. I don't see, to me, this guts their team. I don't see them trading Tybul and Maxi. I'd say probably remove Maxi, maybe add a pick. I think that they they trade away picks as well when they got rid of Horford's contract. I can't really remember. Yeah, they trade a single first round pick. So maybe they have some picks in reserve. I didn't do enough research to, I mean, again, there's no real meat around if the 76ers would be a trade partner for the Raptors besides, you know, it just having been circulated for a long time. So I think Harris might make sense that you would have, again, a starting lineup, Van Vliet, Powell, maybe OG at the three, which is maybe a little bit more of a natural position. Tobias Harris at the four, which has been his natural position. And then you're slipping Pascal Siakam up to the five. That's not a bad starting lineup, Ben. I think it does resolve a little bit of depth because now you have Aaron Baines and Boucher coming off the bench rather than having to have one of them into the starting lineup. Um, and then to get a defensive player back like Thibault. And then a pick would be great. Maxi would be even better. I don't know how realistic this is, but I don't hate this trade, Ben, especially if you're sending Kyle to be his hometown hero. You're putting him on a championship contender you're improving the Raptors a little bit but I think everybody's going to have the same comment Tobias Harris he's too inconsistent his contract is massive 35 million dollars for three four more years I this one to me I don't think I would pull trigger on it if I was a Raptor GM yeah it's interesting it's all about how you value Tobias Harris if you think he's a positive asset negative asset I think even with his strong performance, most people would still view him as a negative asset so that's why I think this deal could potentially go through but He's a negative asset on paper in terms of money, but he's still a positive player that's out there on the court. So that's the reason I I wouldn't be... If this trade happened right now and we got the notifications for it out of nowhere, I wouldn't be depressed. I wouldn't be saying, Masai Jerry, what are you doing? But I wouldn't be over the moon because we are still getting two young players and then Tobias Harris with that ridiculous contract. And then I could see the Sixers trying to make a deal like this because Lowry has that championship pedigree. Daryl Morey's trying to put those three-point shooting defenders around Simmons and Embiid. Obviously, Tobias Harris, in theory, is that guy, but certainly when the playoffs come around, as we've seen against the Toronto Raptors, that guy certainly isn't there. So hopefully maybe in a different system if he did come to us. But again, this one's the most hypothetical because there's no real meat around the Sixers rumors. But who knows? Who knows what's going to happen in the next couple of days? Who knows what... Masai Ujiri has up his sleeve. Maybe he's traded since we've been recording this, Riker. We don't really know. We'll find out. But you guys are the best to make it this far. Check out the Twitter, the Instagram, all the cool stuff. Check out the website. Lots of cool articles on all of this news that's being broke down here over there. So if you like that written format, check out the articles being posted on raptorsdigest.ca. Check out the TikTok, all that cool stuff. Riker, you have any last words? 
We'll let the video speak for itself. Sound off in the comments. We'll get back to you with the next set of updates, Ben. It's going to come in quick. Yeah. Cheers.